fellow Americans, it looks like some things have changed. Are we doing a good enough job teaching our children what America is and what she represents? Younger parents aren't sure that an appreciation of America is the right thing to teach modern children. We're not going to make America great again. It was never that great. When I drive into a neighborhood and there are American flags, it's a message of white supremacy. I'm warning of an eradication of the American memory that could result in an erosion of the American spirit. We need to completely dismantle the police department. If we forget what we did, we won't know who we are. We've got to do a better job of getting across that America is free, and freedom is special and rare. Freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of enterprise. As long as we remember our first principle and believe in ourselves, the future will always be ours. Ours was the first revolution in the history of mankind that truly reversed the course of government, and with three little words, we the people. We the people are free. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of We the People Radio. I'm your host, as always, James, and joining me this week, I got my good friend and height challenged Alan Jacoby. What's going on, dude? What's going on, height challenge? So you sitting, you sitting on phone books right now, aren't you? Yeah, of, course you are. of course I am. Of course I am. Um, <laughs> we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna actually live stream Donnie's announcement at nine o'clock. Uh, everybody put in the comments uh, the over-under of him starting at 9 o'clock or what time you think he's actually going to walk on stage because let's be serious, it's not going to be 9 o'clock. I'm calling 9.30, uh, oh. roughly ar- around there. Yeah, most likely. Most <laughs> knowing, likely. knowing Donnie and how he operates, uh, that's that's going to be what we're seeing. So uh, we'll tune into that when that goes live and we will stream it on our show. We'll we'll do some commentary. Uh, We got a lot going on with the elections. They've been calling a lot of elections. We officially won the House. We have a 218 uh, seat majority officially as of this afternoon or not that long ago, which is big, big news. We'll discuss the Speaker of the House situation, which there's a lot riding on that. There's a lot riding on that decision. Um, And we will talk about all the... Ukraine and FTX and Kanye, lots, lots and lots to go over. Before we get into all that, shout out to our sponsors, My Patriot Cigars. And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I finally tried one. I got my hands on the uh, Mark 48, and it was unbelievable. My good friends, uh, Mick and Velan, the hosts of the Patriot Party podcast, they came out this weekend 
to come and hang out and uh, celebrate their birthday weekend. Unfortunately, Velan got really sick and got a stomach bug and was not feeling well all weekend. Uh, what did you do to that poor, poor lady? What did you do? I, I don't know what I did, but me and Mick had a grand old time, I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> we went to the uh, the Vegas Golden Knights game. We got a little banged up. Things things uh, got weird. But, yeah, oh, it's funny, funny fucking story. We go out to the Vegas Golden Knights game, and uh, after the game, we, we were drinking, having a great time. After the game, we went out and met with a couple friends out in the Strip, and it was like 2 o'clock in the morning, and we were like, all right, let's go visit Nick's mother, my, my brother-in-law, his, my mother-in-law. So she was bartending at Planet Hollywood. And we went and go visit her. And Mick came with us and the two buddies that we met, they left, they went home. And we go to the bar, we sit down, we have a couple more drinks. I go to the bathroom. I say, Mick, I'll be right back. Go to the bathroom. I come back from the bathroom. Mick's MIA. Can't, can't find him. It's so I'm not there anymore. No, not there anymore. I figured he went to the bathroom. I figured that's what he did. And, you know, an hour goes by, no Mick. All of a sudden, my phone is getting blown up by uh, Velan, who's sick at home. Where go find my husband? He can't find you. I'm like, <laughs> what? And he starts calling me. So I pick up the phone. I'm like, yo, where are you? He's like, dude, I'm over by Caesars. I'm like, how the fuck did you get all the way down by Caesars? He goes, I'm hanging out with Joe. I'm like, no, the fuck you're not. Joe went home like three hours ago, dude. Like he went home. Like we left oh, him no. at New York, New York, like gone. Like we haven't seen him in hours. And he goes, bro, I haven't seen you since we left Joe. I'm like, bro, I'm right where we were like an hour ago at Planet Hollywood at the same bar. Like your cigar that you were smoking, your hellfire that you were smoking is sitting right in front of me. How did it get here if you were not with me? He goes, bro, I'm with Joe. I don't know what to tell you. I'm over by Caesars. Where are you? And I'm like, oh, my goodness, where the fuck is – how did he get to see – like, how? what – What? <laughs> did he just get up and wander off into the middle he of the fucking universe? Roaming the strip with – has no idea where he's going. So he goes, I'm with Joe. He goes, I'm with Joe, and he taps the guy he's with. He goes, he goes, Joe, where's James? Oh, shit, that's not Joe. Oh I said, my I God. told you, you fucking idiot. <laughs> wow. So, so his wife his wife is like, yeah, come home because she's sick and she hasn't eaten. She's like, come home with the fruit plate. And I'm like, where are we going to get a fruit plate at four o'clock in the fucking morning? Like, who told her we're getting a fruit plate? Well, Mick's drunk ass told her we were going to pick up a fruit plate on the way home. I'm like, where are we going to go and get a fruit plate? Yeah, I'm pretty sure if there is an edible arrangement around, they're not open at 4 a.m. The only edible arrangements you get is a dive strip club. And it's not, it's really not edible. <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, Alan, pre-China virus, you'd be able to go to a, a Walmart and get a fruit plate. Post coronavirus, oh. nothing is twenty four hours anymore. You can't get shit after right. a certain hour. So we have to go on a mission mission to find his drunken ass. And I'm on the phone, like, yo, where I am underneath this spot? Come here now. And an hour and a half later, we finally find him, and he's um, a hot mess. Doesn't remember three quarters of the night. Doesn't remember. Not there. No, no clue. No fucking clue. And wow. I had I had to get his drunk ass home. It was a fucking disaster. Um, but yeah, we had a great time. <laughs> and uh, me and Mick oh, both tried, me and Mick both got to try the my Patriot cigars. He had the Hellfire. I actually tasted the Hellfire. The Hellfire was really nice. It was a very full body cigar. Had a ton of flavor. Uh, really like that. Uh, but the Mark Forty Eight, which is I know your favorite. That's why I tried that one first. Let's bring that up right here. 
unbelievable cigar. Go to mypatriotcigars.com, code WPRUSA for 15% off your order. Uh, they were absolutely unbelievable, and I look forward to bringing them all with me down to the Bahamas, and they will not be coming back because I'm going to. Going next week? I leave next week. Uh, so today is the last Tuesday show until I get back from vacation. I don't know if Alan's going to be doing Monday or Friday without me, uh, but I am going to take a much-needed vacation to the Bahamas, and I'm going to smoke a fuck ton of cigars on the beach and because I can't bring weed with me. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to find my weed while I'm there, which I will, I'm sure, but I'm still going to enjoy some My Patriots cigars. I'm really excited to do some golfing. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but definitely go pick up yours today. They're well worth it. And like I've said many times, I'm not a cigar guy or a cigar aficionado like Alan is, but I've had my fair share of cigars in my lifetime. And uh, that was by far one of my favorites. I had tons and tons of flavor. It was super smooth. I wasn't choking it down. I really enjoyed it. When I was finished, I was actually bummed out. I was like, fuck, I wish there was still some more to smoke. <laughs> it was really that good. I, I really enjoyed it that much. So go to mypagecigars.com. Holidays are coming up. You'd be the talk, talk of your Thanksgiving if you roll up with a box of cigars uh, for the entire family, uh, especially some My Patriot Cigars or holidays. Great gift. Uh, there should be a few hats left. I don't know how many are left, but while supplies last, every Yeah, they, we got We the People hats. Get a We the People hat. So go to mypatriotcigars.com, code WPRUSA. Can't forget Kush Creams. I will be accepting an award at MJ BizCon for them tomorrow. Go to kushcreams.com, code WPRUSA, or uh, the Great Divide for 15% off your order. They're getting another award. I'll be accepting it in at MJ BizCon this week in Vegas. Uh, they're winning awards for a reason. Go to kushcreams.com, code WPRUSA, or Great1776 for 15% off your order. Now that we got that out of the way, before Don Donnie comes on, in hopefully 20 minutes. I highly doubt it. It's probably even more like an hour. Yeah, be, have people waiting there like 11, 11 o'clock. The place will be packed. Like, this guy's supposed to come on two hours ago. What's going on? Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you haven't watched Donnie's rallies or are unfamiliar with Donnie, he runs on Colored People Time. Uh, he shows up whenever the fuck he wants. Yeah, I... I don't, and this isn't going to be, you know, like uh, rally like. This is, oh, of you course, know, not. of course not. But it's, uh, it should be interesting to hear what he has to say and and what's going to go down. No, of course, of course, it's not. It's definitely not going to be like a rally. Um, I saw photos of where he's doing it in Mar-a-Lago, and everything is gold. Yeah, the main ballroom. He isn't like he is pulling out all of the stops. This is the main ballroom. This is where he's having it. Um, and everything is gold flags everywhere. Uh, it's quite a sight to see. Uh, he's pulling out all the stops. I'm very interested to see what he has to say. I have a hard time. Like, there, There's rumors circulating that he he's going to get nominated for Speaker of the House. I don't think that's going to happen. I really don't. Well, he already uh, said he had <clears throat> said uh, already on the publicly a while back that he has no interest in being speaker of the house when matt gates initially uh spoke about it you know he the in the inner circle of trump world they they know he's going to announce and he, he's not announcing like a vp running mate now but apparently he has a short list of about three people that everyone is sworn yep. to secrecy about but, but the, way, the way that they're hyping this announcement 
the way that they're talking about this. Would I be surprised if this is him announcing his presidency? No, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. But the way that they're hyping this announcement, it seems like there's a little more than just a presidential announcement. Because he does that, and he's done that in the past. He knows how to manipulate. And he's teased, he's teased his run for months now. Like he's like, yeah, I'm gonna probably have to do it again. You know, uh, you know, I'm probably gonna have to run in 2024 again. He always constantly talks about it, so that wouldn't be a surprise. Like it really wouldn't. And um. So it, I, I'm I'm hoping for more than just a presidential announcement. Do I expect more? No, probably not. What would be more than a presidential announcement, though? What, what would you What would you think? I I I don't know. I don't know. Ev- ev- evidence of corruption. I, who knows? Like there, there's so many things. What if he comes out and and drops the entire Obamagate shit right on our heads? And it's like, here's all the documents. Boom, here it is. I'll start reading and starts reading shit. Like that would be legendary. <laughs> Of course, amazing. I don't think that's going to happen, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying that would be a a bombshell of a surprise, would it not? Yeah, another bombshell would be. Um, still got this thing up on the screen. This stupid ballroom that I like to take a shit on the floor just because it's really nice, and I think it would be good. I was able to shit on the floor. You're a sick fuck. (laughs) Just because. Look at the floor. I think I'm gonna shit in the corner just because. No, you gotta go. You gotta, you gotta fucking go right to the center of the room and drop yeah. a dick. Like it, that's the only way that you can do it. And then scoot like a dog scratching its asshole on a carpet, like all over the gold floor. Yeah. So what? What about this scenario, which would just be Good. crazy? Shoot. What about this? How about <clears throat> he keeps his inner circle in the dark? He gets up there, and obviously, this is. I don't. This is. I'm gonna no, say you're it's just, not, just speculating it's here. Not gonna happen. I'm just, just you know, yeah, yeah, just, just shooting shit, hoping, hoping for something because we need it. Dude. We fucking need it. We're getting fucked raw dog. Elbow this, old, this, this old Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis feud, this nonsense feud that I don't even really believe is is in existence. Um, he gets up there and says, you know, that he will not be running for president in 2024, and he will be. Um, specifically endorsing Ron DeSantis for president in 2024, which again, I don't think is going to happen. And for the record, I don't want to happen. Um, but then, you know, just, well, Hey, look, Hey, hey, hey look, I got you. And this, this is, I'm going to be the Kingmaker. And uh, again, 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 that's in the realm of possibility. Yes. Is it for sure? I agree with you. I don't think that that is going to happen. No. Um, but I just don't see like what bothers me about that whole entire situation is the people that are immediately like, didn't even let the fucking dust settle hitting the airwaves saying it's all Donald Trump's fault. We lost it's this, that, and the other. Um, and they're immediately backing Ron DeSantis, the Paul Ryan, the Jeff. We didn't no, we didn't. That's the that's the thing. We didn't. Two six. He won two hundred sixteen and lost nineteen. Like the, the, the amount of people he's endorsed federally, state level, that that won. Again, this is just that disparaging, ridiculous, ridiculous messaging and narrative of the establishment GOP, McCarthy's, the McConnells, the Paul Ryan's, the Bushes, and everyone else in between who wants to just 
play that game. And 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 it, it's ridiculous. You know, we don't need, you know, Trump versus DeSantis. We need Trump then DeSantis. Like I yeah. want to see Ron DeSantis as president in 2028. I truly do. I want to see enjoy. that. I would enjoy. I'd be behind that. So, but it's interesting because, you know, Ron DeSantis, the, the the people that surround him, you know, they they'll take shots at Donald Trump, but you don't see Donald Trump sending out his people taking shots at Ron DeSantis. No, he's going to speak his mind because that's how he is. He's uncontrollable. He's ungovernable. Uh, he's he he's you can't handle him, and he'll, he's going to do what he wants and he's going to say what he wants, and rightfully so. And all these people that are saying, "Oh, I wish Donald Trump would just keep his mouth shut and not talk bad about DeSantis." He's not talking bad about DeSantis. He's speaking truth on Ron DeSantis's political career. Uh, you know, I'm sorry, but the people out there that are saying Ron DeSantis kept Florida open and free. No, no, no. He played catch up. He didn't keep Florida open and free. No, no, he did not. He played catch up. Mm-hmm. Let's remember when everyone wants to call Donald Trump the big bad vaccine salesman, Operation Warp Speed, the, the, the vaccine hmm. and, the, and Pfizer and the juice. Um, hello, Ron DeSantis embraced the vaccine, opened more vaccine sites for Florida's elderly and other easy access to the poison, as we like to call it, and also fought with the current administration about getting more federally funded vaccines to the state, which he accused them of playing political games. So yep. everyone forgets. Everyone, everyone forgets. Everybody forgets. There's two things that I want to I want to show to that point. Uh, one one is exactly what we were saying about how people forget how much Donald Trump actually did and what he actually accomplished. And people still to this day, um, still hate Donald Trump, and they're letting their emotions cloud their judgment. They just don't like mean tweets. They want somebody more presidential. This, that, and the other. Forgetting about all of the actions. And another thing, another thing I want to play, and I'm going to play this first because many, many people forget that uh, old Ronnie D had a very good ad when he ran for governor and he won by the skin of his teeth strictly because Donald Trump endorsed him. Many people forget this. My husband, Ron DeSantis, is endorsed by President Trump, but he's also an amazing dad. Ron loves playing. Why are you not playing over on the right side, you fucking idiot? You really suck at this. No, for whatever reason, it doesn't want to open up. It's Um, operator error. One knows my husband, Ron DeSantis. He is a bad guy. What the fuck? My fucking thing does not want to open up on the left side. Uh, I could play the audio and listen to it to his his. Knows uh, my husband Ron DeSantis is endorsed by President Trump, but he's also an amazing dad. Ron loves playing with the kids. Build the wall. He reads stories. Then Mr. Trump said, "You're fired." I love that part. He's teaching Madison to talk. Make America great again. People say Ron's all Trump, but he is so much more. Big league. And his baby's so wearing a, a Make America Great onesie. Ron DeSantis for governor. People forget that that ad happened. Yep. People yep. forget that 
this is how much this guy like i really wish you could actually see it one knows my husband ron DeSantis is endorsed by president trump he he uh hold on uh, 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 here we go let's see hold on one knows my husband ron DeSantis is endorsed by president trump He's also an amazing dad. Ron loves playing with the kids. Build the wall. He reads stories. Then Mr. Trump said, you're fired. I love that part. He's teaching Madison to talk. Make America great again. People say Ron's all Trump, but he is so much more. Big league. So good. I just thought he literally sucked Donnie's dick in a commercial. Like he might as well have Donnie unzip live on air and and get on his knees and suck his cock as a commercial, then put that out there. And he needed him in order to become governor of Florida. Listen, he was a subpar member of Congress. He even voted against the wall when he was in Congress. People forget that. Yep. Listen, I I like Ron DeSantis. I'm not going to sit here and shit all over him. You know? No, I do too. I, I I will say, that he needs to show some loyalty and realize where he came from. Okay. He is 20 or 44 years old. Like Donnie, Donnie is 74. Okay. That's 30 years difference. Ron has plenty of time to run for president and keeping Florida a free state is more important right now than him running for president. I've I realized I know me today. Tell me if I'm wrong. Having a strong governor in your state that respects the Constitution and respects freedom and individual liberties like Ron DeSantis is more important than a president at this point in the game. Because let's be real. If we had more governors like Ron DeSantis making decisions like Ron DeSantis made, the pandemic would not have been what it was. It wouldn't have been as crazy. The lockdowns wouldn't have been nuts. It would have been a totally different story because the governors made different decisions. Guess what? The 2020 election. Guess what happened? It got stolen, not because the legislators came in, how the Constitution writ- was written and came in and changed the election laws. The governors, through executive order, changed the election laws. Mm-hmm. Okay. The same this 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 is why having a strong governor in your state is way more important. The 10th Amendment is probably, if not the the most, the second most important uh amendment in the constitution behind this the, the second amendment. It's the only one I could think of. Maybe free speech, but free speech doesn't exist without the second amendment either. And it's so important that our states are able to govern ourselves rather than the Fed, big bad federal government, because look at how much the federal government is fucked up on everything. Everything they touch turns into shit. Everything. But on yeah. the other hand, on the other hand, Donnie, like people hate the way he talks and the way he carries himself. Like I love all the DeS- DeSantis bros. They're like, why is Donnie uh, attacking him? I'm like, he's calling out his lack of loyalty. Like, Don, you know, is that an attack? I mean, no. is is that how? Is that how soft Republican and conservatives, whether they're uh, yeah, politicians soft, or, or soft, or, soft or, all or of them. Pundits, I turn the other cheek. I do nothing. 
They're all soft. Fuck them all, dude. Fuck them all, dude. I, I, like, it bothers me, uh, the people that conceded in their race. Like, there's so many things that I can go on a tangent right now and talk about. But people forget the actions that Donnie did. Like, people forget all of the things. We had the number one lowest in employ- unemployment for blacks, Hispanics, and across the board. Our economy and stock market was booming. He brokered peace in the Middle East. He brokered peace with North Korea. Like the things that he did were so unprecedented, never seen before. And the list goes on and on. Yet people forget all of that. They're like, oh man, the guy, I wish the guy was just nicer. He didn't say it, go off the rails. He's been doing the same thing the entire time. Like nothing has changed. Like the guy has been the most consistent guy I've ever seen in my entire life. You're just an emotional coward and you're a bitch. And you don't like people talking to you and and putting shit on the table, putting everything on the table, wearing their heart on the sleeve and being real, being authentic. You want somebody that's going to go up there and be like, hi, guys, I am this guy and I am this and I do this and I do this. And it's so funny because it's I know, Alan, I hate you. I know you hate sports. I know you're not a big sports guy, but there's a lot of people that listen that can relate to this. And I I was so amazed that this was being said. So one of my favorite shows to watch, and I get a lot of inspiration and, and, and you know, the, the direction I'd like to take the show is similar to a guy named Pat McAfee. He's a former punter for the the Colts. It's a really awesome show. Um, But he was on the Colts and recently the Colts, they fired their head coach. And they hired a guy who's never coached a game in his life, never coached college, never coached anything. He just played a Hall of Fame career for the Indianapolis Colts for 13 years under set was the center for Peyton Manning. I know you know who he is. You Mm -hmm. fuck. And the media went fucking nuts. They're like, I can't believe the owner would hire this guy. He's never got any experience. What is he doing? This is outrageous. It's a slap in the face to all the coaches that busted their ass. Never played football in their life, but they worked their way up the ladder. They they should have got opportunities first, this, that, and the other, including former players were saying things like this. So Pat McAfee comes on the air after this weekend. The, the, this coach won his first game and proved all the haters wrong. And he goes, I hate everybody in the media. They just went up there and they just, they were puppet stooges. He goes, they went up there and t- it was, they were all saying the exact same thing. They were all saying, this, like, he has no experience. He shouldn't be doing this. They were all saying what they were told to say. And he, he brought up this one guy, Joe Thomas, who's a Hall of Fame player. And he said that it's an absolute joke and he should have never gotten the job, this, that, and the other. So Pat was like, okay, Joe. He goes, He goes, I love you. I respect you. You're a great football player, but you are a puppet stooge. He goes, here's a video of you last year in 2021 when the Browns, your former team, did the same exact thing. They fired your coach, and you never coached a game in your life. You never coached anywhere else, and you said, oh, I'm throwing my name in the hat. I'm going to try to be the head coach of the Browns. What changed? You're just following orders and doing what – you're, you're being told to do. You're a puppet stooge. And it's not just mainstream media. It's across the board. They're being told what to say. And no one's willing to stand up and say, no, I'm not saying that. I'm going to be authentic. And I'm going to say what needs to be said. And that's what Donnie brings to the table. Mm-hmm. People forget this. Like, here's a, a, a clip from uh, Patrick Bet David. And uh, this guy lays this out perfectly because one of Patrick's uh, co-host is a he's he's a capitalist and he see it seems like he would want a guy like Donnie in there but he's very orange man bad 
and listen to how this guy apps this guest in the show. And what's his name's on there? Dave Rubin. I can't stand Dave Rubin, but he's yeah, on there. Dave Rubin. He's on there as well. But a leopard cannot yeah. change its spots, yeah, but, but, and Trump ain't doing it but, but, at 78 but, but, years old. Look, I say one thing though. Let's not forget that this dude came in, even like came in and everybody came against him. The media, like he got, he hit the beehive. He got stung by everybody, the media. And it was all set up. It was all bullshit. Russia was bullshit. All, what kind of attitude would you have? If yeah. you're a boss yeah, you're a yeah, 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 yeah. and you came in and you know what you said? You're fake news. And because of that, Look at CNN is gone to shit because yeah. he pointed them out. All those, all the Pelosi, all the, everybody came on him. Bro, he fought back. I wouldn't trust anybody. And I'd be an asshole if I was him too. So no, what do you expect? I don't agree with the going after uh, DeSantis, but bro, it's a fight. If you're number one and you want to be number one, you're talking shit and the gloves come off. I get that. You know, remember when people would always say, you know, I like, I actually do like Trump, but the tweets, the tweets are a bit much. And I always thought that was such a bizarre thing to say because it's like, oh, so if the guy who did the thing that nobody said could be done would just behave a little bit more like you who've never accomplished anything, <laughs> then, you know, so that's why it just always <laughs> fell flat. Okay, to me. Like, you, know, you, know, yeah. you know, it's funny, uh, Dave, that that's, that's the issue. That's Adam's problem. That Adam we cannot, cannot see Trump's accomplishments because he doesn't like the guy. Mm-hmm. That's so actually you not true. Just, yeah, 100% not true. is true. All that work that was not a question. That was a statement. I don't right. know if you know the difference. Oh, I okay? do. So what I'm, I'm about to come back to you no, with this no, statement there, you, No, because you don't like him. <laughs> Apart from all his accomplishments, lowest yeah. unemployment in, in history for blacks and Hispanics, mm-hmm. highest stock market, uh, uh, first president to ever walk in North Korea and uh, meet with the president of North Korea, lower the tensions with Russia, won a trade war with China. And I mean, Come on, bro. The list goes on. And you still like, oh, f- you know, fuck this guy. I'm like, bro, come. There's going to be a... Po- I don't like him. I don't like him. Is a lot of his personality either. But at the end of the day, I want to live in a country where my taxes are low, stock market's doing good, unemployment's low, and we're beating other countries. And that's what Trump gave us. So all this other bullshit is a bunch of emotional bullshit of people that don't like how he is. That's why he's a winner. You're not going to like winners. Michael Jordan, you have Scottie Pippen talking shit about Michael Jordan on, on, um, on the... This show, what, um, what, what, the, the, the last dance, the last dance. Yeah. All of a sudden, he's a, and Michael Jordan is an asshole, dude. There was, if you read the book and when you when you talk about when you talk about Michael Jordan, all the guys that left his team after he left were getting big ass contracts, and they were not worth that because Michael Jordan was no longer around. So that's what I'm getting at. Like, no matter how much you don't like a person, if they're, they're making everybody better and mm-hmm. they're making everybody's lives better financially, economically, socially, whatever the case may be. The hell with how they act. Oh, it's not very presidential. Every other president's screwing you over. So what the what the hell does it matter? I talk talk shit, but give me a good economy. Talk shit, but lower unemployment. Talk shit, but lower uh, tensions with Russia. And talk shit, but win trade trade war. You can't have it both. And the 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 thing about the a lot of Americans is they want both. You can't have it both. Either you're gonna have a good speaking guy like Obama as a the, is an idiot, <laughs> and, and with the country. And then the Hispanics love him. In 2014, he created the cages our people are in and deported more people, more immigrants than any other president in history. But he speaks well. Like, yeah. bro, you got to choose one or the other. You can't have it. You can't have your cake and eat it, too. That's, and going back to your point, that's that's you described Adam, you know, point by point on that's 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 the this is the American people right, right here. He's 100 percent right. We, we the American people want this polished politician. What has that gotten us? 
I don't want anybody that's polished. I, I don't care. Even if they are polished, if they're doing the job, they're doing the job. They, you know, whether they're, they're polished, they're unpolished, they've never been a politician, they are a politician. If they're doing the job, doing what we put them there to do, I have no issues. And that's the problem. When you saw how many non-politicians were running for office this election cycle, it it made the GOP establishment crazy. Uh, you know, the, the you know, it, it's, we're going to see a lot of fireworks. If Donald Trump is going to make his announcement and he's going to run for president, we're going to see a lot of fireworks. I mean, it's going to go back to, well, you know, he, I think, he I think he's walking up to the podium. Is he? Yeah, I think so. It says live. I, I I can't hear volumes, but there's a bunch of cameras, and he's standing up in front of a podium. Yeah, they'll probably cut into the uh, into the volume once he's up at the mic and the mic's on. No, I, I the volume's on. I just haven't turned it on myself. I could turn it on right now. Let's see. Yeah, he's, he's so guys, we're gonna tune in. He's about about. Make it full screen. There you go. Well, thank you very much. And on behalf of Melania, myself, and our entire family, I want to thank you all for being here tonight. It's a very special occasion at a very special place. You and all are watching. Are the heart and soul of this Why are you gay? greatest country in the history of the world. It's very simple. There has never been anything like it. This great movement of ours. Nope. Never been anything like it, and perhaps there will never be anything like it again. There's never been anything to compete with what we have all done. Ladies and gentlemen, distinguished guests, and my fellow citizens, America's comeback starts right now. Let's go. Two years ago, when I left office, the United States stood ready for its golden age. Our nation was at the pinnacle of power, prosperity, and prestige towering above all rivals, vanquishing all enemies, and striding into the future, confident and so strong. In four short years, everybody was doing great. Men, women, African-Americans, Asian-Americans, Hispanic-Americans, everybody was thriving like never before. There was never a time like this. We turned the page on decades of globalist sellouts and one-sided trade deals, lifted millions out of poverty, and together we built the greatest economy in the history of the world. When the virus hit our shores, I took decisive action and saved lives and the U.S. economy. And by October of the same year, America was roaring back with the number one fastest economic recovery ever recorded. How about that? All of the incoming administration and all they had to do was just sit back and watch. Inflation was non-existent. Our southern border was by far the strongest ever. 
And because the border was so tight, drugs were coming into our country at the lowest level in many, many years. Importantly, after decades of rising energy costs, the United States had finally attained the impossible dream of American energy independence, which soon would have turned into energy dominance. For the first time in memory, China was reeling and back on its heels. You've never seen that before because the United States was outdoing them on every single front, and China was paying billions and billions of dollars in taxes and tariffs. The farmers know that because they got $28 billion of it. No president had ever sought or received $1 for our country from China until I came along, and we were getting hundreds of billions of dollars. Many people think that because of this, China played a very active role in the 2020 election, just saying, just saying. <laughs> sure, that didn't happen. Instead of jobs and factories leaving America for China, they were for the first time ever leaving China for America. <laughs> Businesses were pouring back because of our historic tax and regulation cuts, the biggest in both categories in history bigger even than what Ronald Reagan was able to produce, and he produced a lot. China, Russia, Iran, and North Korea were in check and respected. They respected the United States, and quite honestly, they respected me. I knew them well. I knew them well. The vicious ISIS caliphate, which no president was able to conquer, was decimated by me and our great warriors in less than three weeks, and al-Baghdadi, its founder, was hunted down and killed. Like, like a dog. 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> North Korea had not launched a single long-range missile since my summit with Chairman Kim Jong-un nearly three years before we developed a relationship, and that's a good thing, not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Yep, definitely good is. Thing, actually, is look at what's happening today. My opponents made me out to be a warmonger and just a terrible person who would immediately go into war. They said during the 2016 campaign that if he becomes president, there will never be a war within weeks, and we will have wars like you've never seen before. Mm -hmm. It will happen immediately, and yet, I've gone decades, decades without a war, the first president to do it for that long a period. Yep. The world was at peace. America was prospering and our country was on track for an amazing future because I made big promises to the American people and unlike other presidents, I kept my promises. I kept them. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Big penis energy. Thank you very much.
Under our leadership, we were a great and glorious nation, something you haven't heard for quite a long period of time. We were a strong nation, and importantly, we were a free nation. But now we are a nation in decline. We are a failing nation. For millions of Americans, the past two years under Joe Biden have been a time of pain, hardship, anxiety, and despair. As we speak, inflation is the highest in over 50 years. Gas prices have reached the highest levels in history and expect them to go much higher now that the strategic national reserves, which I filled up, have been virtually drained in order to keep (laughs) gasoline prices lower just prior to the election. You can't make this up. Joe Biden has intentionally surrendered our energy independence. There is no longer even a thought of dominance, and we are now begging for energy help from foreign nations, many of whom find us detestable. Our southern border has been erased, and our country is being invaded by millions and millions of unknown people, many of whom are entering for a very bad and sinister reason. And you know what that reason is. We will be paying a big price for this invasion into our country for years to come. Hundreds of thousands of pounds of deadly drugs, including very lethal fentanyl, are flooding across the now open and totally porous southern border. The blood-soaked streets of our once great cities are cesspools of violent crimes, which are being watched all over the world as leadership of other countries explain that this is what America and democracy is really all about. How sad. The United States has been embarrassed, humiliated, and weakened for all to see. Mm -hmm. The disasters in Afghanistan, perhaps the most embarrassing moment in the history of our country, where we lost lives, left Americans behind, and surrendered $85 billion worth of the finest military equipment anywhere in the world, and Ukraine, which would have never happened if I were your president, are something. Amen. We're literally, nuclear war is at stake. Like people, like this is not something that is out of the realm of possibility with what's going on. Even the Democrats admit that. That's something I've seen them admit over and over again. But our enemies are speaking of us with scorn and laughter and derision. Definitely laughter. Those two events. But there are many more. Even just today, a missile was sent in probably by Russia to Poland, 50 miles into Poland. And people are going absolutely wild and crazy and they're not happy they are very very angry now we have a president who falls asleep at global conferences was held in contempt by the british parliament over afghanistan thanks to the words of wisdom he said Thank you to the wrong country for inviting him to a major summit on the environment of all things. They fly for days to get there and then he calls the country a name that was actually a country on another continent. (laughs) He's leading us to the brink of nuclear war, a concept unimaginable just 
two short years ago. You cannot mention the nuclear word. It's too devastating. The Green New Deal and the environment, which they say may affect us in 300 years, is all that is talked about. And yet nuclear weapons, which would destroy the world immediately, are never even discussed as a major threat. Can you imagine? They say the ocean will rise one-eighth of an inch over the next 200 to 300 years. But don't worry about nuclear weapons that can take out entire countries with one shot. Something is wrong with their thinking under Biden and the radical Democrats. America has been mocked, derided, and brought to its knees, perhaps like never before. But we are here tonight to declare that it does not have to be this way. It does not have to be this way. <laughs> Two years ago, we were a great nation, and soon we will be a great nation again. The decline of America is being forced upon us by Biden and the radical left lunatics running our government right into the ground. This decline is not a fate we must accept. When given the choice, boldly, clearly, and directly, I believe the American people will overwhelmingly reject the left's platform of national ruin, and they will embrace our platform of national greatness and glory to America. Glory. Exactly one week ago, our citizens voted in the important midterm elections. And despite a ridiculously long and unnecessary period of waiting, far longer, in fact, than any third world country, just a short time ago, the Republicans won back control of the House of Representatives. And it was with a great Trump-endorsed candidate, Congressman-elect Kevin Kiley, who is a fantastic person, a fantastic person. And I'm very happy it was his vote that did it. But we, so we now won back. This happened just an hour ago. Much criticism is being placed on the fact that the Republican Party should have done better. And frankly, much of this blame is correct. But the citizens of our country have not yet realized the full extent and gravity of the pain our nation is going through. And the total effect of the suffering is just starting to take hold. They don't quite feel it yet, but they will very soon. I have no doubt that by 2024, it will sadly be much worse and they will see much more clearly what happened and what is happening to our country. And the voting will be much different. 2024. It's definitely way worse. He's right at that. Are you getting ready? And I am too. I am too. I do want to point out that in the midterms, my endorsement success rate was 232 wins and only 22 losses. You don't hear that from the media. 
And this is an elegant night and an elegant press place. And I'm not going to use the term fake news media. <laughs> so we're going to keep it very elegant. But you don't hear that. Are you a CNN? Media. But I think you will, because people are starting to see what happened. That's some score. And in the primaries, was 98.6%. But they were still trying to blame me. And the reason for the success and that unprecedented success rate is that the Trump administration changed our nation on trade, on securing the border with the strongest, safest border ever in the history of our country, on Islamic terrorism. We had practically just about, not that I can think of, no Islamic attacks, terrorist attacks during the Trump administration. And in fact, we got along very well with the various countries, including coming up with the Abraham Accords. That's a great thing, the Abraham Accords. But it's because of cutting taxes and cutting regulations at the highest level ever, and on building the greatest economy. Any time in the history of the world, there's never been an economy like we had just two years ago. Despite the outcome in the Senate, we cannot lose hope, and we must all work very hard for a gentleman and a great person named Herschel Walker, a fabulous human being who loves our country and will be a great United States Senator. Herschel Walker, get out and vote for Herschel, and he deserves it. Yeah, hell yeah, He's get out and vote. athlete. He'll be an even better senator. Get out and vote for Herschel Walker. We elected a group of incredibly talented America First leaders who will be stars of our party for many years to come. In the popular vote, another thing that's not discussed for the House, we must remember that Republicans won 5 million more votes, the largest margin in many, many years, over the Democrats. 5 million more votes, that's a big thing. Breaking the radical Democrats' grip on Congress was crucial. So in other words, because of our great congressmen and all of our great congressmen and congresswomen, we have taken over Congress. Nancy Pelosi has been fired. Isn't that nice? It's a big deal, ladies and gentlemen. Want to know who I would fuck? Nancy Pelosi. It's disgusting. I told them, I said, if you just keep a little bit lower standard, you're going to have a big victory. They said, let's win by 40 seats. Let's win by 50. I said, if you win by two seats, be happy. But she's on her way to another country right now. She's been fired. (laughs) But we always have known that this was not the end. It was only the beginning of our fight to rescue the American dream. And it's a word you don't use two words. I don't want to be Joe. It's two words, American dream. (laughs) (laughs) He did a lot of bad things like going to Idaho and saying, welcome to the state of Florida. I really love it. (laughs) In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for president of the United States. We dropped that pretty quick. We dropped that in there. Yeah, real quick. Hell yes. Let's go.
Well, there you have it, folks. Let's go. It's go time, ladies and gentlemen. So we all knew that was happening. And family here tonight is such a beautiful thing. It's some people say, how do you speak before so many people all the time? If when there's love in the room, it's really easy. If you want to know the truth, it really is. You ought to try it sometime. <laughs> Together, we will be taking on the most corrupt forces and entrenched interests imaginable. Our country is in a horrible state. We're in grave trouble. This is not a task for a politician or a conventional candidate. This is a task for a great movement that embodies the courage, confidence, and the spirit of the American people. This is a movement. This is not for any one individual. This is a job for tens of millions of proud people working together from all across the land and from all walks of life, young and old, black and white, Hispanic and Asian, many of whom we have brought together for the very, very first time. If you look at the numbers, if you look at what's happened with Hispanic, with African-American, with Asian, and just look at what's happening. This is a party that has become much bigger, much stronger, much more powerful, can do much more good for our country. This is a job for grandmothers and construction workers, firefighters, builders, teachers, doctors, and farmers who cannot stay quiet any longer. You can't stay quiet any longer. You're angry about what's happening to our country. Our country is being destroyed before your very eyes. Yep. It's a job for every aspiring young person and every hardworking parent. For it's every going to go on for like the next hour. Appreciated police officer <laughs> who is ready to shout for safety in America. The police are being treated so badly. These are great people. They can straighten out the crime. They're the ones that know how to do it. We have to give them back their respect and their dignity. This will not be my campaign. This will be our campaign altogether. Because the only force strong enough to defeat the massive corruption we are up against is you, the American people. It's true. The American people, the greatest people on earth, we love them all. And we love both sides. We're going to bring people together. We're going to unify people. And it was happening in the previous administration, previous to the previous. And uh, what was bringing them together was success. Prior to COVID coming in, the people were calling me, that were calling me. You wouldn't believe it. People that were so far left, I figured they'd never speak to me and I would never speak to them. But our success was so incredible, like never before, it's and true. COVID started coming in from China. We call it the China virus. Some people call it other things. China. Devastating, and we built it back and did an incredible job. But when people say Republicans or Democrats or liberals or conservatives, I say we can all get together. And we were doing that. That was happening. I hope Sean Chris is listening. The success <laughs> was greater <laughs> <laughs> this country has ever had. We will leapfrog in China. It's calling for unity. In everybody else, and everybody wanted a piece of it. Makes me want to go out and buy a goat. But just as I promised. <laughs>
in Go get a pig. 16, <laughs> I am your voice. I am your voice. <laughs> the Washington establishment wants to silence us, but we will not let them do that. What we have built together over the past six years is the greatest movement in history because it is not about politics. It's about our love for this great country, America, and we're not going to let it fail. I am running because I believe the world has not yet seen the true glory of what this nation can be. We have not reached that pinnacle, believe it or not. In fact, we can go very far. We're going to have to go far. First, we have to get out of this ditch. And once we're out, you'll see things that nobody imagined for any country. It's called the United States of America, and it's an incredible place. We are Americans, and we do not have to endure what has taken place in Washington, D.C. This is our country, our government, and the corridors of power, or our, they're our corridors. They're not their corridors. These are our corridors. And we are coming to take those corridors back. So from now until Election Day in 2024, which will come very quickly, we'll go look at how time flies. Time is fucking flying. It's all going. It really like I've been feeling that, like flying by. We will defeat the radical left Democrats that are trying to destroy her. Oh, we got two years to the midterms. Boom, midterms are, are gone. Mm -hmm. We want to protect us. We have to be protected. It's fucking flying. From all of those nations out there that are looking 30, 20, to destroy us from beyond our shores, there are lots of nations that hate us gravely. And that's the problem. When they look at us in disarray like we are right now, when we go to them begging for oil and we have more liquid gold under our feet than they have or any other nation has, and we don't use it because <laughs> we're going to them, it's crazy what's happening. We can't let it continue. Joe Biden is the face of left-wing failure and Washington corruption. He had a big G20 dinner tonight. Everybody flew over to wherever they flew over. And guess what? He never showed up. They're still looking for him. What's going on? Yeah. G20. It's not, it's not China virus. Leaders. I used to no. make deals for our country like you wouldn't believe. It was one, give me the next one, give me the next one. And we got him to stop taking advantage of our country. So Donnie's going to play probably another hour. Yeah, let's get rid of this guy. Thanks, Donnie. Well, we'll, be, we'll see you in 2024. We'll, we'll come back. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be some other announcements that we're going to talk about uh, that we miss out on. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised, but I'm, he's 100% right in everything that he's saying right now. And we need to come together as a country. Our country's falling to shit. And the actions that he took while he was in office made our country better. Whether you like the guy or not, get your emotional bullshit out of it. Actions speak very loudly. And these guys, this guy's actions made our country a better place and the world a safer place. Let's keep it 100. So that's kind of what we expected. That's, so uh, what do you think will be the um the next republican to announce his candidacy for president who do you think the next guy will be 
I'm sure, I'm sure fat fuck Chris Christie's going to throw his, his hat in the race. I don't know if he's going to be the next. I'm sure um, uh, there's a positive. I wouldn't be surprised if Jeb tries to do it again. Um, Just to do it, I really wouldn't. It's just like a bag, bag of donuts going up there. I think you're going to see... I think you're gonna see the next one. I think you're gonna see uh, you're gonna see Mike Pence. He's gonna come out of the work. He's, yeah. he's gonna oh, he's gonna announce. He's definitely announcing. We knew uh, we knew that after twenty uh, the twenty election, he was gonna announce. You might see um, um, Nikki Haley come out of the woodwork. Yeah. Um, Tulsi, might, Gab- Tulsi Gabbard's gonna announce as a. No, I don't think Tulsi Gabbard is going to run for president as a Republican. She, she, I don't think that 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 wouldn't be a good political news uh, move for her. Um, um, but she has to figure a, out a good one for the establishment. I don't know. She has to figure out what she wants to do. No, I think a good, <laughs> I wouldn't surprise me if Liz Cheney is going to announce. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Mike Pompeo is probably most likely, definitely going to announce. I'm up in the air about Ted Cruz. I don't know. I think I think Ted Cruz might not run, and I he think Otis. Yeah, I think he'll throw yeah. his support behind Donald Trump in the hopes that when he does win, that it's time to replace the Supreme Court justice that he's a a uh, a nominee for SCOTUS. Uh, possibly uh, Senator Rick Scott. Um, yeah. I think Ron DeSantis is still going to announce. I don't know. I don't know. I, he doesn't. I really hope he doesn't. Because again, again, you look at the establishment backing him. Like if you're sitting here and you're still team Ronnie after the people that are trying to push him into the spotlight and get him to run and he takes that bait. I don't know how you could be team Ronnie. Like mm-hmm. the Lincoln projects doing a commercial for him. Those fucking pedophiles. Those caught. They are caught. They're pedophiles. And they're endorsed. Paul Ryan, Jeb Bush, all Kevin McCarthy, all of them, excuse me, trying to prop up big Ron. And I, I, I really hope he doesn't take the bait. Um, and again, I, 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 I'm with you, Alan. I don't want to talk shit about Ron cause he did a great job, but I think it'd be stupid for him to run. And I think it'll severely hurt his political career because Donnie's going to go up there. And I think he's going to be 2020 Donnie instead of 2020 or, or 2016 Donnie instead of 2020 Donnie, I should say. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he was a lot more reserved in 2020 than he was in 2016. And I was, I was, uh, he did not debate as well. He did not uh, bring those zingers that he brought in 2016. Um, I think the gloves are off and I hope, I hope at least I hope. I want to see who he's going to pick for his running mate. I, you know, rumors are, I don't know. Rumors are maybe female. Um, But who? I don't know. Candace? No, 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 no. First of all, for the record, yeah. everybody, and I've, I've actually posted about this, um, Candace Owens is the one of the biggest grifters. Ever. I think Candace Owens is a piece of shit. She's a great debater. She has great talking points. She has done absolutely nothing for the America First movement. She's done nothing for MAGA. And this, for the record, has not have anything to do with what she just said about Donald Trump because I've been calling Candace yes. Owens a grifter before she had her show on the Daily Wire called Candace. The entire, the entire Daily Wire can get fucked. 
Yeah, well, I like I like I like Matt Walsh and Mike Knowles. Um, no, I do like I do I do like Matt Walsh. I do like Matt Walsh, uh, but Ben Shapiro is a cuck. I think, uh, but just, I I think uh, literally Candace Owens has done nothing but made money off of conservatives. She will not speak for less than like fifty thousand dollars. She has it in a contract. She won't take more than a hundred events. She please someone prove me wrong and tell me what she has done for the America first movement. Tell me what she has done to endorse fundraise or help any America first candidate. What has she done? And if somebody says, well, she made a documentary called matter. Need a black Candace Owens to call out black lives matter. We're not all fucking idiots. We all knew about Black Lives Matter before she decided to profit off of making a documentary about calling out Black Lives Matter. Loads of money, yeah. I'll tell you right now, if for some reason uh, Donald Trump made the decision to make Candace Owens his running mate, I would not vote for Donald Trump. I will say that right now. I was was saying that in jest. Despised. To see if you would take the bait, and you did. Uh, <laughs> I just, because I've been asked that before, I've been asked that many times, and oh, I was yeah. I will stand yeah. by my statement, Candace Owens. Um, unless she decides to change her her way of doing things, and when she wants to run for some political office, go run for governor somewhere, go run for something. No, but think about think about her clout and what she brings to the table. What what person has she gone out and campaigned for? What person besides herself and and that that, that would bring money to her like Kanye? Like she went out and campaigned for Kanye because she knew by her campaigning from Kanye, a lot of the Kanye code filing is going to go and support Candace Owens. Right. And she's she hasn't gone out for one political candidate right. or, no, or, or America first. Go ahead. No, I, you're right. I, I I will say politically speaking if you want to talk about political strategy she would be a good choice for a vp pick because she does have a tremendous following she is a black woman and the 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 strategy behind picking the right vp is bringing a voter base to the ticket mm-hmm. that you maybe would not have seen like mike mike pence brought all the uh, evangelicals. He brought all the, he brought all the Bible bunnies in to vote for Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. So, but he do that. I mean, I don't. I'm not predicting this, but I can see now that she lost the Arizona governor race. He did make mention that he likes Harry Lake. I think that'd be a great choice. I think it'd be a great choice. But the only thing, again, it goes back to. What can she bring to the ticket that Donald Trump and his team couldn't bring himself other than that she's a woman? Because another name that's that's thrown around who's been with him from the start, who works for him now, uh, and he's been sending him all over the world on different assignments, is Rick Grinnell, who happens to be an out-of-the-closet homosexual, who's been praised by the Trump administration and actually rewards for being the first gay cabinet member and was was the uh the interim uh AG for a bit or uh, uh DNI Director of National Intelligence while Whitaker was the AG um when Nunez, uh, when Nunez denied the job the first time 
Right. Yeah. I mean, or Radcliffe, I should say, not Nunez. Radcliffe. Radcliffe. Um, um, so, so that that would be another great choice. I I think that would be another fantastic choice. I, I heard I heard rumors that he was getting vetted for it. I don't know how if if uh, I hear the that rumors are that he's got he's got a few on the list, and I wouldn't so, be surprised if both are on that list. I don't know. I, I mean, Carrie Lake would be a late comer to the list because she was expected to 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 be. And I don't think that's over. I really don't think that's over. I really don't. There's so much shady shit going on. I really don't. You would need to show and have, you know, the court see overwhelmingly tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of votes that could could overturn or, or, or show cause disenfranchised voters and everything else. Um, so uh, there's, there's tons of, tons of videos. Like for example, first off, 90% of the machines went down in Maricopa County. Videos aren't going to, videos aren't going to over video footage no. of, of things are not going to overturn an election. No, I agree. I, I, I agree. I agree. Nothing. But, They're going to do nothing. But, but then, but then also you factor in that Katie Hobbs was overseeing it and she was in the voting tabulation room, which is highly, highly illegal. Actually, that photo of her was it was debunked and they had, they had corrected it, that people were calling it out. It actually wasn't her. It was a worker. Looked like her, but it wasn't her. That had come out a few days after that photo of that woman okay. standing there in the tabulation room. Still, doesn't matter because Glenn Youngkin, not, not Glenn Youngkin, uh, was it Glenn Youngkin? Who the heck oversaw I think it was Glenn Youngkin who certified the election. What's that? No, Brian Kemp in Georgia. Brian Kemp, that's what I meant. Sorry, yeah, Brian Kemp. I mean, he he was Secretary of State. He's because because but he's also a fucking piece of shit who didn't look into his elections at all either. Right, but you know, he could very easily expose Lady Ruby and put it on a national stage. I was like, yeah, this bitch, Lady Ruby. Uh, was wheeling briefcases in after they said a pipe burst when it was really just a toilet clog that happened mm-hmm. hours earlier. Right. Um, it, right. Right, it, it now, space. Yeah, right now, Carrie Lake has people, you know, they're, they're trying to get people who have, uh, were having issues with, with voting in Arizona. There were people that had to travel all over the place just to get their vote mm-hmm. because it was a machine down here. They couldn't go here. Mm-hmm. Carrie Lake herself had to because apparently in and in, in like in, where I vote in New York, you have to vote at a certain spot. You just can't vote wherever you want. Or apparently some states you could just go and vote at any election place. Um and not everything like that, but yeah. Okay. Carrie Lake herself had to go to a uh, like a Democrat stronghold area in order to vote because it was interesting how you know one of the things in Arizona, the issues the Republicans were having was in Republican areas they had uh, ridiculously long lines because they were having the machine issues and other things, the printer issues, the ink issues, and all that other stuff. But when you go to a lot of the Democrat areas, you were in and out 10, 15 minutes. Carrie Lake herself had to go vote in a Democrat stronghold because she couldn't get into where she was going to vote, and the lines were unbelievable, and she was in and out in like 10, 15 minutes. She spoke about it in an interview. You know, have you have you seen this about the uh, the New York elections come out, Alan? And I thought I, I wanted to bring this up to you because this is pretty interesting, and this is your 
your home state. This is interesting information coming in off of New York. We were seeing nothing coming in from New York uh, all of the evening until all of a sudden we have 99% posted uh, in the governor's race for New York. And you see all the blue that's, that's there, all the statements that are there. But look at the red. The red is Zeldin. But look at when I scroll over what it shows. It shows Zeldin at 63.1% with 34,311. It's very important to pay attention to that because when I move into the next one, well, it's not that one. I move into this one, same amount, 63.1% at 34,311. Oh, same thing in this one. Oh, same thing in that one. Just a coincidence. Oh, what same thing. What, that, what is that showing? Same thing there. Same numbers there. Okay. Identically. 34,311 votes. Same amount of votes. 63.1% right. in all but one of the districts. Look at that. Same thing there, even in the little, little bitty ones. So 34, exactly 34,311 people voting in each one of these counties. Exactly. Identically. Same exact now, amount. You would say, okay, so the numbers are fake. Well, let's look at Holcomb's 113, 228. That one's different. That one's different. 113, 228. Same thing. Oh, the 73, by the way, matches the one up here 73, 693. 73, 693. 73, 693. 73, 693. The 145 will be repeated too. 145, 415. Where is it? Where's the other one? The next one. Oh, there's the 113 at 145, 415. 145, 73, You notice the patterns. These districts are using the same exact number of votes with the exact same percentages duplicated over and over again for either person. There's nothing real about that. That is copy and pasted data to fill in the gap. Whose have... website are they on? I don't understand what this guy's he, trying to he, say. He's on the New York tabulation website when they're going through it. It doesn't even show what website he's on. He was on the New York tabulation website. What's the New York tabulation website? Where you can go and look at the, the vote. You can do that on any website. She won by 326,000 votes. 5.7 million people voted for governor. We have 11 point whatever it is, 2 million registered voters in New York. 7 million people didn't come out to vote. 7 million people didn't come out to vote, but we flipped for all four congressional seats on Long Island to red, mm -hmm. and we're sending 11 new Republican Members of Congress to DC, eleven, which is unbelievable, huge. So I mean, I, I don't know what that guy was trying to do, but uh, you know, uh, yeah, a copy and pasted website. I mean, it's website data that some idiot's putting in. It doesn't matter. New York, so New York failed with the governor election because people stayed home. People did not come out to vote for whatever reason, and people. Again, and this happened all over the country with Gen Z and some millennials where the early mail-in voting, let's just go D down the down the line. Maybe it's single white females who, you know, oh my God, they're gonna they're gonna rule my womb and everything else. 
and just laziness and because of the government handouts and because, again, the people that fell for, who were so in debt for college loans, haha, by the way, you all have to pay it back, you stupid fucks, that thought that they were going to get something from the Biden administration. That shit. Because the GOP's messaging and, and money spending was fucking Party. stupid. Uniparty. Like, this is what people need to get. It is the uniparty. Like, they don't give a shit about the, the America. This is why we said don't just vote Republican ticket, vote America first, because these people don't give a shit about us. Kevin McCarthy is going out and, and giving money to the opposing candidates. Kevin McCarthy is sending spies to the America first candidates, confirmed. Like, these are not rumors. These are things that we know for a fact are happening. And then you have then you have to factor in the report that we got this this past weekend of uh, Sam Bankman. Of course, his name is fucking Bankman Freed. Uh, <laughs> this fucking guy, and this guy is his company's a complete sham, a giant Ponzi scheme, and was taking money from Ukraine, the money that our tax dollars went. To, and then funneling it back to the Democrat Party, which he was the second largest donor to behind, guess who? George Iflaps Soros. None of that's surprising. I mean, we knew that any of that money, one way or another, going to Ukraine was going to end up in certain people's pockets. You want to know something? It probably also end up in some rhino pockets. It's just, it's, it's just a coincidence, Alan. It's just a coincidence. There's a little backstory for you. Barbara Freed and Sam Bankman Freed happens to be Sam's mother. On April 25th, 2019, Joe Biden announced his presidential campaign. 13 days later, on May 18th, 2019, Sam Bankman Freedom's son, Barbara Freeman, the co-founder of political fundraising organization Mind the Gap and Get Out Get Out the Vote, organizes including organizes including Center for the Voter Information, launches the FTX Crypto Exchange. The exchange is an overnight success that enables Sam to become the second biggest donor to the Biden campaign. Really makes you think. Be Mrs. Freed launched totally grassroots Democrat PAC in July 2018. Wonder how you're going to raise enough funds and make a difference. Son coincidentally becomes multi-billionaire. A few months later, something so, sometimes things just have a way of working themselves out, I guess. Just a coincidence, Alan. Sure. Just a total coincidence. It's Democrats got a lot of money poured into their campaigns whether it's from big tech oh, big go ahead continue no, no no it's just it's it's none of yeah. this is surprising so so here's a quick little 99 second explanation of of what had happened with this fucking guy and this guy's not a political guy he's a an investment guy the guy breaking this whole entire thing down We'll call him SBF. He's the founder of FTX. He also controlled the crypto hedge fund called Alameda Research, but that's all gone now. He wants you to think he's a sweet guy. He even brought in a famous YouTuber who called him the most generous man in the world. Yep, that happened. Truth is, Sam Bankman-Fried is a liar and a crook. His personal crypto FTX token was basically a Ponzi scheme hidden below layers of Moonbro jargon. He even went on Bloomberg's podcast and bragged about it. Yep, that happened. He used his Ponzi token as collateral to borrow billions of real dollars that he couldn't pay back. He then used those real 
real dollars to build an empire out of dying companies like Voyager and BlockFi. This led Jim Cramer to call him the new JP Morgan. That's weird. It's not like Jim Cramer to promote a billionaire con artist. SBF sold people cryptos like Bitcoin, or so they thought. What they really bought from SBF was an IOU. But as long as everyone didn't cash in their IOU at the same time, the scheme worked. Until it didn't. This other a-hole who hates SBF came along and engineered a bank run with some passive-aggressive tweets. It worked. SBF didn't have enough money to repay everyone at once, and now his customers have lost everything. He'll be happy to know that this is exactly how every bank in the world operates. Mm -hmm. So where did all the money go? He misappropriated $4 billion trying to save his failing hedge fund. Whoops, that's a felony. He spent $21 million on Super Bowl commercials, $5 million for the big guy, $40 million in campaign donations. I wonder what he wanted in return. And everyone who's pointing at this story and saying, this is exactly why we need to regulate crypto. Remember that SBF stole billions. That's already a crime. And he spent a lot of it on bribing politicians, also a crime, in order to create a crypto monopoly for himself. Government regulations don't protect the customers. They protect the crooks. That's exactly what SBF was trying to do uh, just a coincidence alan just a fucking coincidence total coincidence you know it just so happened it just so happens alan that guess who funded together the trial which concluded ivermectin was ineffective to treat covid democrat donor sam bankman freeds bankrupt scam of a company ftx oh and sam's brother's director of nonprofit called guarding against pandemics it's this is just one of many schemes that the Democrats use to fundraise. One of many. But but this is the thing. Like it's not just that they're they're using it to fundraise. They're using it to cover up and do things through other illegal activities like the China virus. Like they they're the ones who funded the entire study, just like the Lancet report that they put out for HCQ that it was garbage. Now the study that they put out for Ivermectin was funded by this clown. And his brother just happens to work on a on a nonprofit is the director, I should say, regarding against pandem- pandemics. Bullshit. Where, this is all a coincidence. There's where no is he now? Huh? Where is he now? Where is who? Where is this guy now? This bankman, where is he now? I don't know, but he's awfully friendly with all the celebrities. There's this fat fucking guy. Clinton's Democrats, all people that are are that that are using him for funding for various things, campaigns. I mean, it's absolutely, but it's not just campaigns. It's it's now to fund studies to prove narratives wrong. It's. Um, it's it's to carry out agendas like his tax filings that uh came in and, and you could see his tax filings. He had a fund. It was called the Stop Trump Fund. Like mm-hmm. that was the whole purpose of the fund. It's it's. Hey, didn't he have a crypto called Trump Lose or something like yeah, that? Exactly. Trump, Trump loses or something. A hundred percent. And he he was not. Uh, he was okay with funding terrorists. Uh, oh, here's the video of him explaining the Ponzi scheme that the guy was talking about. So, you know, X tokens being given out each day, all these like sophisticated firms are like, huh, that's interesting. Like if the total amount of money in the box is $100 million, then it's going to yield $16 million this year in X tokens being given out for it. That's a 16% return. That's pretty good. We'll put a little bit more in, right? 
and, and maybe that, that happens until they're $200 million in the box. So, you know, sophisticated traders and or people on crypto Twitter or, or other sort of similar parties go and, and put $200 million in the box collectively, and they start getting these X tokens for it, right? And now all of a sudden everyone's like, wow, people just decide to put $200 million in the box. This is a pretty cool box, right? Like <laughs> this, this is a valuable box as demonstrated by all the money that people have apparently decided should be in the box. And who are we to say that they're wrong about that? Like, you know, this is, I, I mean, boxes can be great. Look, I love boxes. He's literally telling us. So this, this guy who runs a, who's on a crypto show. Did you see this, Alan? No. Comes out. He goes, look, look up the religious affiliation of everyone involved in the FTX collapse. Kanye was right. And the guy who retweeted it says two hours and 52 minutes after posting this tweet, this guy got fired. <laughs> look, so there's the tweet. <laughs> and here's Coinbase's response. Oh no, this is the third tweet. I'm sorry. Uh, where's the response? Oh no, did I not save it? This kid is a genius. Oh, he's brilliant. He's a genius. And until he will remain a genius until if and when, probably not, he gets indicted and, and thrown in, in federal prison. He is a genius. Oh, he's everyone he really Fire Island. This is like the, the crypto version of Fire Island. So, you know, Did you see that? No. I'm, I'm, I, this, this makes me so, this solidifies my happiness of never, ever bothering with cryptocurrency. <laughs> I've, I haven't gotten the crypto either. Ever. So many people, you got to get crypto. You got to get crypto. Bitcoin's like shit now. Like literally, what is it down? Like fucking thousand percent or whatever the hell it is. It's garbage. It's garbage. Like, no, I'm so happy. I look. That's that's a crypto billionaire. Get the fuck out of here, crypto billionaire. He wants to spend a billion dollars in the 2024 election. Here's a little visualization of how the money transferred. This is what I was tweeting about. Raised in an upper middle class Jewish family in California. Genius. Brilliant. Brilliant. Who can it be now? And you know, they whatever they funded, they funded. They're getting away with it. They got away with it. And Kevin Lear, O'Leary was a big fan of him. Tom Brady was a big fan of him, hanging out with him all the time. And nobody, and, and, and they, he had them all fooled. And today, today, Alan, today, Biden wants more money. Ukraine, $37.7 billion. Of course. Oh, oh, after we just found out where all the money went the first time. Good luck. Just a fucking coincidence. Just a fucking coincidence, Alan. It's it's an absolute joke, but this is what we're up against. And then we have our own party, the GOP, 
funding the Democrats and the opposition as well. So there's it's it's not even like we got to play the game. Like it's the the uniparty establishment against the people. They don't give a fuck about us. No. Like again, we got to play the game better. But how? How? Please, please tell me how. Like there's a county. Maggie Hassan wins with 1,100 votes from a town with a population under 700. Mm-hmm. The fuck is that possible? How are we gonna How are we gonna outplay that? How? Listen, first of all, I don't even know who that is or what that's about. I I, I will say that. Article. Yeah, I know. I I see it. I see it. I I'm 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 saying there is no easy mm-hmm. fix. But there are things that people can do. Like we talk about the RNC and the NRCC and their funding of rhino establishment, uniparty pieces of shit against America First candidates. Like, you know, when they're going after and they're, they're pulling funding from people and they're putting it other places. And this is the problem with Americans that are funding with their own money the RNC and the NRCC and the national committees. And this is why if everybody would vote with, what's that? I just have, like, I I just don't see the American people change. Like, I just don't see that happening, Alan. Well, then that's their fucking fault. And then no one will ever win if the American people don't want to unify and see what the fucking problem is and do it. And it's the Republicans' problem. It's the GOP's problem. Their messaging sucks. The GOP is the problem. It's not. It's not. They're not going away. It's now. It's it's now taking taking control of it and making them not the problem. And that's where changes have to happen. And it's not going to happen overnight. Look look at what happened in Brazil when their elections got stolen. Yeah. Look at how they reacted. Look at how they reacted. Right, but I I, got to be honest. I don't give a shit what happened in Brazil. What's that? I I know you don't give a shit what happened in Brazil, but they have tropical Trump and the election was stolen from him. And you saw, did you see how they reacted? Yeah, I saw it all over the place how they reacted. They reacted like fucking savages and rightfully so. And in our country's like, ah, get them next time, guys. No big deal. Well, what do you think should happen? How do you fix it? I don't know, man. It's it's getting bad. It's getting really, really how bad. Do you I'm very interested. I, I want to see what I'm very interested to see is who gets nominated as the speaker. This is very important. Kevin McCarthy was already nominated today against Andy Biggs for speaker, but he doesn't have the votes right now. That's going to matter. I want to see who gets, who's the speaker of the house. This is very important. It's, it's most likely going to be Kevin McCarthy, unfortunately, but they have until now, until January to go to the vote. We'll see. I I understand this, but it's very, it's, it's a very big deal. And if it is Kevin McCarthy, we're in big, big trouble. What are the Democrats going to do? But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Right now, the way the Congress is or going to be in January, it I do not want Kevin McCarthy to be Speaker of the House, but they can't accomplish been, anything, yes. Well, there will be, I think, enough people, whether it's a group, you know, group of this many or a group of this many within the Republicans, where they can I mean, listen, if they really wanted to and had balls, you'd get the right amount of Republicans to completely shut it down, 
shut the government down until Kevin McCarthy either plays ball or resigns. Well, and that's I, it. I you see who our lead, it's it's not just it's not just him. It's also cocaine Mitch. Like right, but I'm, I'm just talking about the House right now. So while we're on the Senate, he's going to get challenged, and they can do the same thing over there if they really wanted to. I, I, yes, yes, but if we can't get the votes to get him in now, like how are we going to get enough people to just shut it down? Like really think about it. Because if they need everyone's vote, they're not getting everyone's vote. They only need a certain amount to go against him. And and we will we will vote. You need our votes, Mr. Speaker. Majority leader. You need our votes. Whatever you want. Speaker of the House and the majority leader. You need our votes. We're we're not giving you our votes for anything. Unless this and this and this happens, I just it's, it's doable. But I really hope that these guys actually do it. Like they they wouldn't even stand up against the mandates. They wouldn't even stand up against the mandates. They they wouldn't even make that decision. They wouldn't even stand up against anything, dude. What if they stood up and stopped? They've just given us lip service. Well, I mean. When the mandates were happening, one, most of the mandates were out of Congress's hands, and two, you had the Democrats in control of both houses. So, yeah, I, I, what could I, they have done? Uh, they could have draw. They could have s- s- stood up in front of Congress and tried to shut down the government. Then, like, no, we don't. No, we're not going to work. But that wouldn't have worked then because it was, it was a different dynamic, and they, the Republicans, weren't in control. So it wouldn't have mattered anyway. There was nothing to vote on. I mean, most of the mandates were state level. What could what Congress? They couldn't have done anything. But with with the federal mandates that they were trying to push, because they tried to push those for for a, a a quick minute. Sure, but they all failed. I know they all failed, but no 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 one stood up and actually made uh stood up for the people and and fought for it. No one. No one stood in Congress. It was like, hey, this is not okay. This is unconstitutional. It's completely well, you, 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 you had a few, you you did have a few Republicans that absolutely did stand up and fight against it and and say those exact things. But again, they can talk all they want. What is there what else were they supposed to do? What could they have done? What could they have possibly done at that point? Nothing. There were no votes. There was no control. I mean, let's look at the big picture. You know, let's look for what it is now. And unfortunately, listen, Biden's going to have a a gridlock house for the next two years. Uh, that's my prediction. No matter who the speaker is, no matter who the majority that's leaders are. No, that's true. They're going to have a gridlock. There's yes. going to be a lot of infighting. There's going to be a lot of that. And... It's, I mean, nobody wants, I mean, I was one of the biggest proponents. Nobody wants Kevin McCarthy, Speaker of the House. Is it going to happen? Most likely. We talked but, about it extensively on this show. But again, is it the end of the world? Is it the end of our republic if Kevin McCarthy is Speaker of the House? No, absolutely not. It's not. It's not. It's not. No, so no. it's, I'm- the show must go on. The players have to change. And those players have to put their foot in the sand, put their big boy pants on, and start making the right moves. I, I really think – I don't think any moves can go, go up against what they're 
what they have in front of them because again our our own party is against us our own party the leaders of our own party are against us against the, the people establishment does not want to lose control they don't want to lose the majority within the party they will do anything they can to keep it even if that's working with the democrats to do that Kevin McCarthy announced that he's working with them to, to try to retain the seat. If if the establishment uh, is in play and in control, that benefits the Democrats. You no, know, I'm no. still waiting to see what where where Liz Cheney fits in all of this. What they're gonna what they're gonna have in store for her. If, if, I mean, it, it's it it's it's absolutely insane. And it wasn't just the Democrats that were taking money from FTX. It was the Republicans as well. This is why they both. You voted unanimously to keep sending money to Ukraine because it was just going back to their own fucking pockets. It wasn't. It wasn't just the it was the uniparty pockets. It was to Kevin McCarthy to the GOP, and you know it makes you think like, hey, maybe the GOP wasn't getting money donated to them as much as they that we think. It was coming through these types of funds, and they were funding the opposition, whereas the people who don't have nearly like $50 here, $50 there, you know, that adds up a hundred percent. But when you have funds like this, where you could just donate tax dollars, billions of tax dollars and just wash it and send it through and send it back to who needs it. It's a totally different argument. It's a totally different ball game. How do you, how do you compete against that? When you, when, especially when the economy is totally fucked and people can't even put food on their table, like, oh, okay, I'll donate $50 here, but that's all I got. Like that's the majority of the people, right? But I'm talking about those people with the recurring monthly donations, even the bigger donors, monthly, monthly. Listen, all of that money didn't go into campaigns. All right, I mean, let's be all of that money didn't go into campaigns. But you take it What's it's always yeah, it's a lot. But like, take a a lot. Like if you if you if 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 over a billion dollars out of that that. 85 billion dollars got funneled and 40 million went to the democrats and 40 million went to the gop that's still a lot of fucking money it is a lot lot of money that that they were able to get think of how long it would take them to raise that from the american people who are dead broke right now no and that that's that's unfortunately but i'm not talking about from like from 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 people that have money like corporations things like that i'm talking about american people no, I, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you you're wrong because there are pe- I know people who are struggling but are so invested in this political fight that they will keep themselves in debt to write checks to either the national committee or well, they're fucking idiots. Even just to no no America is full of fucking idiots. There's no helping them. There's, There's no helping them. No like if, that, if that's who you're looking to, to change and get them to fucking do the right that you're not, it's not happening. Because the right. messaging, the messaging is there. They eat up the messaging. They will give their money to the establishment, and this is why leadership needs to change. You know, uh, Ronna McDaniel's the national chair of the leadership of the GOP, who's running for an, a, 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 a four-year term to stay. She needs to go. I'd like to see Zeldin jump in that spot and challenge her and take it. You know, you have between between the, the national GOP chair and then the the Republican leadership between McCarthy and and uh, McConnell. Cocaine, Mitch. It it needs to change. No, the whole like, thing is changing. 
I agree, Alan. I've been saying this forever. I've been saying this for years. But there are other things to do. Like Blake Masters got in Arizona got outspent by $70 million, over $70 million because they, the the Republicans, because of the establishment, because they didn't want this big wave in Arizona, the establishment, because they knew that would hurt them, mm-hmm. that they pulled the funding. They pulled the funding from Blake Masters. Yeah. Like they pulled it from J.R. Majewski and others. And they put money in places that they knew they could they could win uh, places that they didn't need to put money. When that's I gotta say, I have so much respect for J.R. Majewski. Fucking love that guy. Never spoken to him. I know you're you're friends with him. You've spoken to him on many occasions, but man, love what he did in his speech. He's like, listen. Kevin McCarthy, the GOP leadership, they're scumbags. They didn't help me at all. They actually funded my opposition. And that's the reason why I lost. And, and, and to some that may seem like he's pointing blame, but no, he's 100% right. And somebody needs to say it. He talked about it. He called it out and said it what it was. And, and that's, that's why I have respect for people like him. He's going to call it out. Like Adam Laxalt, he's, I'm just conceding. Dr. Oz, oh, I'm just conceding. Like you're a bunch of cowards. You're well, a bunch I mean- of cowards cowards call it out speak about it point point out the fact that the live cameras went down in washaw county for seven hours like hey maybe maybe it may not have gone my way but this is fucking weird Mm -hmm. i'm gonna look into this i'm not gonna stop until i look into this oh no i'm gonna call uh mass dumb big guy good good job you won when they realize that there's really no path forward in the race anyway i mean what what is there to do you're gonna sit there and you can you can you can yell and scream about it court of public opinion man it's very important what is that and and it is important so 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 then so so then you're out there fighting against the rigging now it may not it may not get everybody to, to, to say that but Guess what? Donald Trump has really been the only politician that has been outspoken and and never stopped talking about the rigging. He has continued to talking about the rigging. Every other politician was like, all right, we need to brush this under the rug, get to 2022 and everybody got out and vote. Nobody continued to talk about it and continue to call it out. And then when it happened to them. They just conceded rather than saying, hey, you know what? Let me jump on Donald Trump's bandwagon. Maybe not hitch hitch to it, but push the same narrative and talk about it. So now the supporters who voted for you are now saying, okay, maybe they didn't all vote for Donald Trump because they orange man bad. I don't like mean tweets. He's crazy, this, that, and the other. Now these normal conservatives are seeing the same thing because their candidate is pointing out the irregularities, is pointing out the corruption, and being very outspoken about it. That's the only way that we're going to get the public opinion to speak about it. If people other than you and I, because me and I, you and I, other channels, they've been speaking about it forever, but we're just regular Joes. We need we need the lead leaders of the party, the people that we want to represent us who are getting the election stolen from them to continue to speak up and fight. Like, I don't expect it to get changed in the court. That's not what I expect. But you need you need people to understand that this is what's at stake. And when the when the people that you want to represent you are fighting with you, it makes you want to fight that much harder. Most people are like, Adam Laxalt gave up. We might as well give up, too. We uh, Oh, Dr. Roz, he gave up. He was an America First candidate. We might as well give up, too. He conceded. So, but let me ask you this, and I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just asking a question. All right. They, they, they conceded their races because that's how the numbers came out. 
So if they don't concede and everybody is rah, 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 what is that? Public, public opinion. I get it. What's the next step? What is the what is the goal? So that now now, now, now going into the twenty now going into the twenty twenty four election, you now not just have Donald Trump speaking about the rigging of the election and how much how important it is that we get out and vote and overwhelm the rigging and how important it is that we don't donate to the party, we donate to the the candidate. Like this is why I say I respect J.R. Majewski. He's coming out and he's speaking about it. He's he's putting it out there for everybody to see. Whether you believe him or not, the people that supported him and that voted him for him are listening to that. And they're like, you know what? I've I I donated all my money to the GOP. He's right. I should have just donated it straight to him. And that's a major Major thing. And if, if there's multiple candidates that are doing that, not just a few, because we know there's rigging across the board. And like I said to Roan, I don't think they rigged it as hard in, 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 uh, in across the board. I think they picked a few key states and pulled out all the stops, the Arizonas, the Pennsylvanias, you know, the places like that, and pulled out all the stops for the rigging because they knew they were going to start peeling back the onion, at least in Arizona. I think Kerry Lake was going to follow through and looking in to the election, uh, the 2020 election what had happened and not just that she was going to change the election laws so going forward it would be voter id uh you they wouldn't be able to steal arizona like they've been stealing it the past couple years it's possible but you know again she there's only so much she'd be able to do as governor but i get it and i me personally i don't think this election cycle going into 2024 i don't think you're going to hear a lot of um rigging and stealing from donald trump that's my prediction. I don't think you're going to hear it a lot. I think he's going to focus on the he, issues and what's going on. He did speech, what we saw. He, he, didn't, he, talked, he talked about it. He talked about it in the speech. He mentioned it. Just now yeah. he mentioned it. He didn't. He mentioned it, but, but that's, yeah. still, that's still bringing it up. Like It's still keeping it in the minds of the American public. It's still, I, I, I'm going to tell you, if, if and I'll, I'll make this prediction that if he does – constantly talk about it's just unfortunately the way it is the if he keeps talking about 2020 election stolen from him and rigging and everything he's not going to win in 2024 and i honestly believe that he would not pull through the primary if if, if that's going to be the I think, and i don't think he's going to we didn't finish the rest of the speech but based on what we saw and the way he was talking I think he's 100% right in the fact that by the time 2024 rolls around, it is going to be way worse than it is right now. Way worse. The gas well, price, the cost of everything. That's without a doubt. You didn't even have to, of course. So, 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 so that, that, that being said, it's already really fucking bad, Alan. Let's be real. It's really, really exactly. bad. So, right. So, way worse than it is now, that's going to affect a lot of people, a lot of people in a way that we can't comprehend. Like it's going to be bad. Yeah, and it's I, going to be bad. I, I, like you said to me on the phone, the summer of twenty three is going to be a wild one. Oh, I I'm telling you, like the summer of twenty twenty three in New York City is going to be like the summer of nineteen eighty. Yeah, it's going to be bad. It's the going to be Philly, very, you'll see in Baltimore. You'll see it in Los Angeles. I can't wait. All major cities. No, I agree. I agree, and I think it's going to be worse than the twenty nineteen riots. I think it's going to be worse because you want to know why people are. People were broke. They weren't broke in 2019. No, no, no. So um, maybe I I don't think there's going to be riots. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying there's going to be riots. No, 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 no. no. Like, 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 
up up uprise in the street. Criminals no, no. are going to be reckless. I, They're going I, to be blatant. They're I, not going to give a fuck. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying that the crime is going to be high. I'm not saying that average Americans, because they're desperate, because they can't, can't put gas in their car, taking out to the streets in an uprising. That's no, not, I think not, more are going to. I think more are going not, to. I'm not even in that realm of conversation of what average Americans going to do, because average Americans would be afraid of that. I'm, I think just the crime itself, the crime element, it will be back like the crime of the 80s in New York City. In every major, that's what I could just equate it to. You wouldn't consider San Francisco right now worse than the crime of the 80s? Uh, probably. I mean, I don't really know much about San Francisco, but from what it looks like, you know, absolutely. And it's going to get worse, meaning you're, you're not going to be able to walk down the street during no, the day. You already can't. You know, Most people won't even ride the subway anymore. It's that bad. Right. And it's so, going to get worse. So that's my point. Like people are going to get raped. People are going to get murdered, robbed, beaten. It's going to be a disaster and it's going to be worse and amplified because a lot of people can't afford shit. They cannot put food on their table. So that's going to add the, the, uh, some of not, not, not the average American. I shouldn't say that, but there's going to, it's going to escalate a lot more people to turn into criminals so they could put food on their family's table. So they could feed Absolutely. their kid. because I'll tell you right now, if I was put in a spot because of the economy that I couldn't, I'm working three jobs and I still can't afford shit. And I'm losing those jobs because I now no longer can afford gas to get there. You'd start blowing guys again in alleys. Yep, that's my go-to. But after that, when I've blown all the guys and I've gotten for it, there's no more guys to blow. No more guys to blow. I'm going out the streets and I'm getting food for my family. That's just it is what it is. Like that's where it's gonna get to because I think gas is going to skyrocket. Like he said, they they artificially kept it down. We've been saying it on this show for months. That's mm-hmm. what they've been doing. And when when that's done, it's going to skyrocket. Expect that. Then then you have the fact that the costs of goods are going to skyrocket. Everything is going to be a gazillion dollars. The economy is going to fall apart they're already talking about the car economy is falling apart they're already talking about the housing market crash it's it's going to just tumble and it's going to be very very bad for a lot of people and i expect a lot of those people to go out in the streets and commit crimes whether it's just robbing your local stores agreed you're going to see the crime element is going to increase there'll be desperate people out there doing whatever they can to put food on the word riot but i i I I just i get it I, I was just saying like people just out in the streets acting a fool. And I think it'll be way more than anything we've ever seen in our life. Like, I think it's going to be some chaos. Maybe then it'll prompt people to not stay home and actually come out to yeah, vote. Maybe yeah, that'll that's, that's, that's what it may be. That's, that's what, what might have to be. Cause again, it's going to get worse. And if it's going to get worse than it is now, it's bad as fuck. Right. I don't care what anybody says. We are very blessed. Alan, we're, we, we're in situations where we're, we're not eating, living hand to mouth, but that's not the average American. The average American is living hand to mouth. Yeah. Great crushed and i feel i pray for them every single day every single day because it's absolutely disgusting and if it gets worse than it is right now god help us seriously because they're gonna they're gonna be hurting because at the end of the day not everybody knows how to make money at the end of the day not everybody knows how to how to provide for themselves not everybody knows they've been brainwashed they've been inundated and they're sheep that's what it is that's 
But that's not going to change. I mean, the brainwashing has has taken hold. The brainwashing is terrible. These people have brain, been been brainwashed from the time they were born and indoctrinated from every grade school. Like very, like the fact that we're able to see through this, Alan, is a blessing. It really is. Yeah, people just need to open their eyes and just realize that nothing is on the level. That you know, we're at the level they're, of nuclear war. There's so much. There's so much bullshit. And you know, and again, back to the like political standpoint republicans have to play better like if this is our going to be our new modern election and the way we do things which is completely against the constitution to have this election season we should again have election day like it was pre-pandemic then if this is how it's going to be and mail-in ballots are not going to go away and ballot harvesting is not going to go away then republicans need to learn how to play that game really well and the early, which I am not a proponent of, I, I want mail-in vet ballots to, to go away. I want uh, early voting to go away completely, back to normal. But unfortunately, it's probably not. And at, at this point, you know, uh, Republicans should start ballot harvesting at gun shows, gun conventions, NASCAR races, and everywhere else. Oh, absolutely. have to do the job better than the Democrats are doing it. No, I, I agree. But the, the problem is... Our party is not going to do that because our party is working against us. That's the problem. Not and the entire party. It's split. And I the think the leadership. I, I I hope we don't need we don't need the leadership. R- remember this. We don't need the leadership to act and do things for the good of elections, the public, the whatever it might be. Um, they're only fucking people, everyone. They're only people and evil pieces of shit they could be evil pieces of shit all they want uh, the fact of the matter is if everybody has a backbone and, and knows what needs to be done and starts to do it then we could absolutely be unstoppable right now the republicans are the underdogs democrats are lying they're cheating they're stealing they're outspending they're scamming and not a doubt republicans have to start thinking like underdogs no more of this one-size-fits-all bullshit political strategy. It's not working. You have to build on what works and just get rid of everything that doesn't work. Um, I think I, I, everyone in this country, most people in this country, realize we're headed in the wrong direction. And the Republicans have to work on their messaging and ways to reach them. It's important. I, 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 I agree, but I just don't see that happening. I, I, I really don't. Uh, until we can, if the leadership changes, then then my my tune might change, but um, it's but again, going to be- I'll, uh, again, and people have to keep saying this. Instead of saying if the leadership changes, people need to start saying fuck the leadership. They're only people, and we're going to, as a party, move and do what needs to be done for the good of our country, for the good of our citizens. How are you going to accomplish that? By any means necessary. By by listen i agree with you alan i agree i just i just don't don't like jim like these guys aren't going to just show up and be like all right you know our leadership is telling us to do this but we're going to do this instead i just don't see that happening you'll you will see some of these of these you're going to see a lot of wrenches in the gears you're going to see i think a lot of thorns inside and unfortunately you're going to see a lot of people just take the knees you know even We'll see. We'll see what happens. I think it's going to be. Man, Orange Man has just announced his candidacy for president. 
Let's watch the news cycle for the rest of the week hey, and see what happens. I'll be a hundred percent with you. I'm actually so excited for election season in 2024. It's I'll election season now, James. I remember watching Donnie's last debate, and I remember watching it on TV. And it wasn't the Don, like the entire debate season, he wasn't the Donnie of 2016, like I had said earlier. But I was watching it and I was like, man, this is the last one. Like, we're not going to get to see Donnie on stage just blasting these guys on national television, like having a blast just hearing these zingers and these one liners that become memes overnight. Like, man, I'm going to miss that. Or even his rat, like what his last rally before the election, I was like, man, this is his last rally. Like, this is, this is sad. Like, Gonna miss seeing Donnie's rallies. Yeah, but what do you mean miss seeing Donnie's rallies? You haven't seen nothing yet. Where no, do you see the where do you see the rallies that are gonna happen now? That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm I'm saying I'm excited because at, at the time, like hindsight's 2020, but when as it was happening, like I thought like this is like Donnie's gonna run his four years and and that's it. Like his political career is gonna he's gonna, you know, be uh, you know, endorsing and things like that. But I didn't think he'd be doing rallies and thing and and debating ever again like because his his eight year term would have been done so right. now we get more debates we get more rallies we get more memes we get more entertainment life is going to be, be good again yeah if, if and if donald trump pulls this off and becomes a nominee and wins and becomes the 47th president he'll be the second president in u.s history to not serve a, a, a non-consecutive term he will and it's funny because he'll pull a grover cleveland and grover cleveland also from New York, where Donald Trump originally from, he was the 22nd and 24th president because he he lost the term and he ran again and he won. He was a uh, he was a, like a conservative Democrat back then, but you know this would be you know we'll see if Donald Trump can pull a Grover Cleveland, like you know again he was the 22nd and then he was the 24th, so maybe Donald Trump would be the 45th and the 47th. We'd love to see it. I think we all want to see it, and then I want to see. Ron DeSantis come in in 2028 and pick up because I'll tell you this, Donald Trump wins in 2024. The, the state of this country between now and 2024, which could be progressively worse unless the, for, for whatever reason, somehow the majority in Congress can help and start turn things around who knows doubtful because of who the isn't sitting in the oval office or in this fake studio anyway um i i fake studio his his fake studio it's like Um, it's unbelievable but uh, people have to realize that the next four years from 2024 to 2028 if we have a republican president which hopefully we do it is donald trump that it's going to take a lot longer than that to fix all of the damage that this ridiculous commie administration has managed to pull off in two. So, I mean, it, it's what we need. We need 2024, we need 2028. However, however it pans out, and in my hope is that it's 2024 Donald Trump, 2028, and then for the next eight years after that, Ron DeSantis. Let's hope and pray. And that's that right. Is- I hope for that as well, but but uh, you know Donald Trump's last four four years showed exactly how quickly the tides can turn. Donald Donald Trump could come in, save the day, and uh, put in policies and 
uh, broker deals with other countries where we're now energy independent. People are buying energy from us. Our economy's booming, this, that, and the other. As soon as he's out of office, if we elect another Democrat or uh, establishment cuck, look at how it took them less than two years to destroy everything. So uh, it's, 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 oh, I, I, I actually want to address in, 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 uh, in oh, someone in, in the Rumble chat. On your channel, John Tron, when he said Trump pushes the jab. Oh, he thought I, that I'd maybe bald, that I sound like I've been bald. Well, I don't know what you sound like, but I'd imagine you sound like a fucking moron. But listen, um, Ron DeSantis also pushed the jab. So this is another guy, a perfect example of Donald Trump being the big, bad mm-hmm. salesman. Okay, yep. so realize Ron DeSantis again, if you obviously weren't here for the whole show, that... Ron DeSantis opened more vaccine facilities for people in Florida. He called okay. people to get it. It was a smart move. To people to get it. Did not have Florida open the whole time. He played catch up. So, you know, open your eyes, use your fucking head, and tell me how. I want someone to list all the times Donald Trump did this. Vaccine Salesman Act, telling everybody they need to go get their shots. Um, it was always when he was asked a question. He never like came out and said it. It was always after a question. He, and he did specifically say that it should never be mandated. Yep. yep. People should talk to their doctors, and it Free is choice. their choice. Free choice. And that's Ron DeSantis didn't mandate it, but he didn't do anything to say, uh, you know, this is bad. This is poison. Don't. Mm-hmm take it or you'll die no he opened up every pharmacy all these facilities so that all the florida senior citizens can go and get their shots and everybody else can get it fought with the biden administration to get Mm -hmm. more vaccines for for florida and said it was they were playing politics because they wouldn't send them right no you're 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 absolutely right no, but it's 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 so funny like part of this movement part of this movement which is more i think this trumps anything the fact that we need to stop worshiping any politician. Exactly. We, cannot, we cannot just take what anybody says Mm-mm. and just say, okay, just because this person said it, I'm going to go do it. And the, the, the biggest part of this movement is, is getting everybody to think for themselves and stop worshiping these politicians. That's what we need to get. And the fact yep. that people are still sitting here saying, well, Trump is promoting this. Well, do you have free will? Do you have a choice? Or are you going to keep sucking right. his dick? Whatever if he Donald says. If Trump told you to jump off a fucking bridge, would you do it? Are you that much of a sheep or are you a rational thinking human to say, hey, orange man, I'm not going to jump off the bridge. I think you're an idiot. Go get fucked. So, I mean, yeah. the, the whole thing. The establishment continues. The establishment continues to just uh, try to destroy Donald Trump any which way. The Republicans are destroying America First candidates. The GOP is attacking America First candidates. They're destroying Donald Trump. They're raiding his house. They're trying to shut him down any way they can. They're silencing accounts. They're nuking accounts. It's absolutely ridiculous. Oh yeah, he said. He goes. No one is in the chat. Or is this a glowy channel? That's fucking hilarious <laughs> yeah whatever i mean i i see i love the trolls and i because i revel i revel in the trollness i love it. it 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 energizes me because people are just fucking morons they spout out, out off the mouth and they don't realize what they're saying because they're not looking at the big picture like yeah 
let's not let's not worship false prophets and politicians you know it's like the whole thing but but let's look at the truth like look at ron DeSantis would be working in a fucking dairy queen if it wasn't for donald trump pulling him over the over the line the finish line being elected governor of florida Mm -hmm. imagine just imagine if donald trump did not do that and he and he almost didn't. He didn't know who he was. You know what? I like him. Let's give him a shot. Ron DeSantis did nothing spectacular in Congress. He was pretty much a useless member of Congress. He was unproductive. He did nothing. Voted all where are all my people? Because Ron DeSantis voted against the border wall while he was in Congress. All my border people. Yep. You know what? You know what? I'm not talking bad about Ron DeSantis. I like him. I don't know how many times I have to say I want to see him in the White House. Just now is not the time. Oh, Donald Trump talked bad about him. Shut the fuck up. He's speaking the truth. Yep. He's pointing out. And you know what? Ron DeSantis should be loyal to the guy that put him where he is today. Ron DeSantis ran an unbelievable election, okay? Won bigly, and he should should realize and acknowledge – that again, he wouldn't be in that position to win bigly was Donald Trump helping him the first time get over the finish line because he would be nothing. Here's another thing. 232 Trump-endorsed candidates won. 22 Trump-endorsed candidates lost. Now, here's another scenario, people, before I'm done for the night. <laughs> what if Donald Trump decided to get on Marine One when he was finished on, Janu- on January 20th and and finish his term and fly off into the sunset and go live in Mar-a-Lago and not lift a finger in American politics ever again and just say, you know what, I'm done. I'm going to go back living the life as a real estate business tycoon. I'm going to enjoy my golden years with my hottest fuck wife and my great family. And I'm going to do nothing, endorse nobody, raise no money. Where would this country be right now? Would we have gotten 232 wins? No shot. No shot. Everyone, well, we, we didn't get the big red wave we were expecting. I wasn't expecting a big red wave, people, and I've said it. James, you and I had almost arguments. Oh, no, I, 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 said, I said on air on Friday, I said, I literally called you before Friday because your power went out, and I wanted to tell you on air, but since you can't come on, that – you were right. It wasn't a big red. I thought we were going to overwhelm the rigging. I thought that's what was going to happen. And it, it, we were not able to do that. Um, and it's really unfortunate. I thought, I thought we were going to, um, they did a lot more rigging than a lot more new, thi- a lot more new things in funding. I didn't factor that in the funding aspect of how they were going to do it through the FTX, through all of this um, nonsense. But they 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 rigged it pretty good, and we didn't show out because of what, for whatever reason. But I also will say the messaging is really important because the Republicans have always had an issue reaching uh, Gen Z, the eighteen to twenty five, the twenty five to thirty two. Really, really has a uh, an issue and a problem reaching that audience. A lot of people in that audience really aren't interested in politics, but the only politics that a lot of them, the younger people now, are interested in is hey, what's for me. Oh, you're going to pay my student loan? Oh, you're going to do this? They, they, they like that. We have to figure out a way to message better. We can't abandon arguments. Oh, like yeah. We can't abandon the abortion argument. We have to argue it better and other arguments. Well, but I really want people to just sit back and think for a minute what the political 
spectrum right now would be if Donald Trump gave up politics the day he left the Oval Office back in 2020. What would we be looking at now? We would be looking at GOP establishment, uniparty, controlling everything. And who knows what the fuck else we, 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 would, we would be looking at. I'm not saying Donald Trump saving saved America or anything like that. No, Donald, no. nobody has done more for the America First movement or the MAGA or movement. Us, we the people or us, we the people, and Donald Trump right now. Just find me someone that's done more than Donald Trump. Lay it out for me, at, like you, you, like you, like you're selling me a car. I'm always willing to listen. Prove me wrong. Break the argument. It's not an argument. It's a fact that no one out there in the political sphere right now has done more for movement for we the people for america america first maga than donald trump but i'm always willing to be anyway uh, they don't got nothing dude there's nothing to say the guy's out rallying every week and his team had to tell him to slow the fuck down because he was campaigning so hard for other people and and out there saying we need to get out and vote for these people 75 years old sleeps three to four hours a night lives on mcdonald's and soda how the man is not dead i don't know i don't know either pierce coming from my ass after all that that would be glowy show i know glowy channel oh alan alan you hear we're fucking shills and shills shills this, that, and the other. It's just nonstop, dude. It's fucking hilarious. Fuck um, everybody. I could care less. You know, I don't even want friends anymore. No, that's Everyone. why I don't, I don't even like my, I don't even like you, let alone fucking other people. Get fucked, Alan. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it was another, another fun Tuesday show. We'll be back on Friday. Uh, well, actually, we're both back tomorrow. I'll be back tomorrow morning with Garrett for Winning Wednesdays, our Winning Wednesday. We, we made when it. You're going to have me on a Winning Wednesday. Huh? When are you going to have me on me with, with you guys going to get us removed on a winning Wednesday, Alan? I will not. I will not. Me get you removed. Actually, well, you want to come on tomorrow and talk about starting Pages of Cigars and the process and what it was like? Tomorrow. Maybe. I, I might. What time do you go on? Noon your time. You have to call me in the morning. I have to get my eyes checked tomorrow. My eyes are all fucked up, and I have to figure out time to do that. I might need glasses to drive and look at other, and, and other things. Yeah, I'm 43 years old now. Yeah, you old fuck. So I got to say, everybody, when we started winning Wednesdays, Alan included, did, did not think that me and Garrett would be able to last a, an episode. You had seven episodes, right? We made seven episodes in our seventh episode on YouTube. No, less. on YouTube, our seven. That's why I'm saying you're like you're not making it more than an episode, and because yeah. because you knew we'd start talking politics, so we didn't talk politics once, not once. First six episodes, seventh episode just so happened to be the Wednesday after midterms and all of the nonsense that was happening, and all no matter what was said, it was like, are you fucking kidding me? Fetterman won. Are you, are you what? I, I watched. Part of the show and the part I watched was you guys talking about politics, and I was like, "These fucking guys are done." They, 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 the seven seven episodes episode episode got removed. Episode got removed. It immediately got removed. Oh, it did. Oh yeah, the very next day got removed. Gone. Got removed. What YouTube removed it? Yes, got did removed. Did they give you a strike? The screenshots I sent Garrett. Did they uh, give you a strike? Yeah, we got a strike. Why did they remove it? Uh, we did not. We broke community standards. When uh, what did they say? They didn't say anything. Yeah, I, I broke community uh, standards. But but did you say, 
I mean, did you say that the election was stolen on YouTube? Was that part of Winning Wednesday, or did you just talk about? Probably, probably. We said Donald Trump's name a few times. Uh. Yeah, but that that that's not going to get you thrown off because my Saturday show at Steak for Breakfast. I mean, our literally our imaging Donald Trump is on it. We talk about it all the time. And are you on YouTube? We're on. Yeah, we're on YouTube. Has not has not been removed. As my, I think our four-hour election specials on you, yeah, our four-hour election specials on YouTube also hasn't been removed. We got hit. Uh, <laughs> your content was removed due, due to violation of our community guidelines because it's the first time this is just a war. So it was a warning. Oh, you didn't get it. And your your channel will get a strike, and it won't be able to do things like upload, post, or live stream for one week. Fuck uh, YouTube, everybody. Rumble is where it's at. I'm not leaving Rumble. <laughs> As a matter of fact, you know, I, I made it so easy for people. So all the people that are listening in Rumble now. So, you know, me and James do too. Well, I, I come on his Tuesday show now because his uh, his um, his co-hosts realized he was such a fucking asshole and they abandoned him. So I felt I felt bad for him. So I says, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll fill in. But we do Mondays and we do Fridays. So Monday Madness, we do Freedom Friday. And then I do my own show on Wednesdays, and then I do a collaboration with Steak for Breakfast on Saturdays. So everything's on my Rumble channel. And you know, if you if you if you're a Rumble watcher, and you're like, I oh, you see you hear everybody say, oh, follow me on Rumble, and then you got to go like Rumble.com backslash this another thing, and go fuck your mother, and then you'll find my channel. It's very Rumble's very wonky when you're trying to search. Rumble sucks. It sucks. So if you want to go to my Rumble channel, it's very simple. All you got to do is 1776live.tv. That's all you have to put in your web browser. 1776live.tv to bring you right to my Rumble channel. And you can subscribe and you can watch me and this stupid bearded fuck all the time. Um, the much much better looking of the, of the two. Um, just to put that out there. I have the much keep better looking of the two. Keep telling yourself that. Um. <laughs> you, look like, you look like an Amish terrorist. Because your hair and your beard is the same color. So, no, my hair and my beard are actually different colors. My beard is red. My hair is brown. Really? Uh, yes. I can't tell what all the fag lighting you have going on. It all looks the same to me. We never I'm, met in person, by the way. I'm channeling, I'm channeling my inner Joey Bag of Donuts, dude. <laughs> and you have mushroom tips on your shirt. You're a faggot. <laughs> Look, we're, we're going to do some mushrooms, some mushies. A little fat dab during Donnie's speech. Uh, we're gonna get fucking high. I'm gonna go to the Bahamas and I'm gonna do some acid in the aquarium. And oh, apparently, uh, your stream wasn't working on Foxhole. Somebody jumped on Rumble and said the stream wasn't. Yeah, what did, what, what uh, did you violate community standards on Foxhole of all places? No, fo- no, Foxhole is great, but fo- it's not working. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Because uh, they found out you were a shill. Everybody hates me. Um, Liana, you gotta text me soon. Uh, I'm gonna try. To, I'm gonna send you out a ro- one of Justin's roadcasters. Um, so let me know. Shoot me a text. Um, but yeah, I don't know what the hell's going anyway. on. It's fucking dumb. Um, we'll be back on Friday. Uh, that's the last show before I go on vacation. 9 p.m. Eastern Friday. 9 p.m. Eastern. Much needed vacation. I can't fucking wait. Uh, I'm gonna just fuck off for a week and not look at anything and uh, tell everybody to get fucked for a little while. Um, might even shut off my phone. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a fun, uh, fun Tuesday show. We'll be back in uh, two weeks. 
hope everybody enjoys the two weeks of, of shit and shenanigans that we're going to be dealing with the next couple of weeks. Everybody has a great Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Uh, not you, Alan, you piece of shit. Thank uh, you. <laughs> and, uh, on a turkey leg. We'll see you on Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern. Come and hang out. Uh, until next time, guys, where we go one, we go all. Our movement is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment with a new government controlled by you, the American people. The Washington establishment and the financial and media corporations that fund it exist for only one reason, to protect and enrich itself. The establishment has trillions of dollars at stake in this election. For those who control the levers of power in Washington and for the global special interest, they partner with these people that don't have your good in mind. Our campaign represents a true existential threat like they haven't seen before. This is not simply another four-year election. This is a crossroads in the history of our civilization that will determine whether or not we, the people, reclaim control over our government. The political establishment that is trying to stop us is the same group responsible for our disastrous trade deals, massive illegal immigration, and economic and foreign policies that have bled our country dry. The political establishment has brought about the destruction of our factories and our jobs as they flee to Mexico, China, and other countries all around the world. It's a global power structure that is responsible for the economic decisions that have robbed our working class, stripped our country of its wealth, and put that money into the pockets of a handful of large corporations and political entities. This is a struggle for the survival of our nation. And this will be our last chance to save it. This election will determine whether we're a free nation or whether we have only the illusion of democracy, but are in fact controlled by a small handful of global special interests rigging the system, and our system is rigged. This is reality. You know it, they know it, I know it, and pretty much the whole world knows it. The Clinton machine is at the center of this power structure. We've seen this firsthand in the WikiLeaks documents in which Hillary Clinton meets in secret with international banks to plot the destruction of U.S. sovereignty in order to enrich these global financial powers, her special interest friends, and her donors. Honestly, she should be locked up. The most powerful weapon deployed by the Clintons is the corporate media, the press. Let's be clear on one thing. The corporate media in our country is no longer involved in journalism. They're a political special interest, no different than any lobbyist or other financial entity with a total political agenda. And the agenda is not for you, it's for themselves. Anyone who challenges their control is deemed a sexist, a racist, a xenophobe. They will lie, lie, lie. And then again, they will do worse than that. They will do whatever's necessary. The Clintons are criminals, remember that. This is well documented. 
And the establishment that protects them has engaged in a massive cover-up of widespread criminal activity at the State Department and the Clinton Foundation in order to keep the Clintons in power. They knew they would throw every lie they could at me and my family and my loved ones. They knew they would stop at nothing to try to stop me. Nevertheless, I take all of these slings and arrows gladly for you. I take them for our movement so that we can have our country back. I knew this day would arrive. It's only a question of when. And I knew the American people would rise above it and vote for the future they deserve. The only thing that can stop this corrupt machine is you. The only force strong enough to save our country is us. The only people brave enough to vote out this corrupt establishment is you, the American people. Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. I didn't need to do this, folks, believe me. I built a great company and I had a wonderful life. I could have enjoyed the fruits and benefits of years of successful business deals and businesses for myself and my family, instead of going through this absolute horror show of lies, deceptions, malicious attacks. Who would have thought? I'm doing it because this country has given me so much, and I feel so strongly that it's my turn to give back to the country that I love. I'm doing this for the people and for the movement, and we will take back this country for you, and we will make America great again.